So, spite pit off the dark it is. Don't be moaning if your kids are scared or you don't like the language because that's why it's called after dark. It's dark and now it's after. No one's saying, well, you're thick or something. What's going on here? Some geezer calling himself Joe, so-called lawyer, and seemingly not so wondrous imaginings, has come calling in a spike pit, thinking he's going to get on a show with nearly nine minutes of messages. You have got to be joking me. Anyway, you don't sound too bad a geezer, so I thought I'd throw something together. Beans and spite pits are a bit busy at the moment. Ain't a wonder, is it? Nine bleeding messages, and you thought Jackson was bad enough? And not to mention everybody who pretends to be Jackson calling in, calling himself, doing a Jackson. What the bleep? Ain't I dunno, honest to God. Folk of today, I ask you. Colin, hey, Joe DeLore here. I'm listening to your 5E stuff. I just listened to the first one. I got a few things to say. I might pull a uh, Triple Jackson here, a, uh, <laughs> a Jackson hat trick. Might leave you a few messages. First, um, as to the uh, you know the whole OSRifying or make a 5E old school, I tried to do that at the beginning. My players hated it because what I tried to do was make a what I tried to do was make a spruce tree into an elm tree. You know what I mean? And it didn't work. They didn't like a lot of the stuff I did. It was just too much chimney changes, too many things that affected other things. It just was too much. They went to play 5e. Anyway, I played 5e rules of written for a few times and I really like it. It was okay. You know, it was okay D and D. I think what you're sensing there is that there's nothing special about it. It's a, it's a vanilla D and D. You know what I mean? It's just okay. It's good enough. So what I do now is rather than try to turn a spruce into an elm, I've trimmed some branches to make it look more like an elm, but it's not really still a, still, still a spruce. All right, I took away some classes, races, blah, blah, blah. Part two. All right, part two. You mentioned playing all these, all the other kind of games and this and that. You mentioned Lamentations and people actually play it as this novelty shit. Well, I ran, actually, when Lamentations came out, I looked at it as a, uh, a better BX. You know what I mean? The only thing that was out there at the time was Labyrinth Lord. And it was like, yeah, whatever. I didn't like Labyrinth Lord, even with the advanced, advanced edition thing. I liked... Uh, Lamentations because it brought some of old the AD and D into it in a nice seamless way. I was playing an all human world, so I didn't care about racist class, which is usually my biggest complaint. But I think that a lot of Raggy shit, a lot of Zach stuff, a lot of those, uh, you know, the DIY people or whatever, Gonzo and different shit. I think people just buy their shit just to buy their shit. A lot of collectors and this and that. But you don't hear about too many people running that shit. You know what I mean? When it comes down to it, like you, like you said, they're just running BX. You know, they're running 5e or they're running something that's already out there. They may buy it, but they don't run it, I think. I really think that's the point. Plus, you can't run any ragey thing because you run it, you die. That's your father's. Well, I don't know what happened to Mr. T, lawyer there. Either he run out of air, or he got stabbed by that raggy geezer. I don't know. Anyway, he makes a comeback and carries on, talking fast. Yabba, yabba, yabba. Perhaps you lot will know what he's on about, because I'm sure I don't. Alright, third voicemail, and I think this is the last one, about the DMG stuff. The reason people liked the Gygaxi and DMG was because it was a stream of consciousness 
right out of Gygax's brain. He was like shitting his brain right out on paper. I talked to Rob Kuntz about this once, and he said Gary would just literally be typing the DMG, and he'd finish a page and he'd give it to Rob to read. He'd finish a page, he'd give it to Rob to read. It was like Gary's house rules stream of consciousness as he went page by page through the player's handbook, and because and, if you notice, it's in the same organization as the player's handbook, uh, the whole first part of it. Page by page, and poured out his thoughts about different things, different spells, for example, stuff like that. And so it was a mess. It was a freaking disaster. No organization. It was a, it was crazy. And so you would spend hours and hours reading this thing as a kid because you had time as a kid, right? And it became this wondrous delve into somebody's brain. You know what I mean? So it was just kind of weird. It was like being in Malkovich's brain, that movie. But it was Gygax's brain. And so, you know, the new D&D books, 5e, oh, going to be four. Here we go. Jackson Quattro. Anyway, the new 5e player, DMG, I mean, it's, it's, it's organized like it should be. It's well done. You know, it has all the basics in there. It has all the stuff that the first edition one did without the Gygaxianisms, you know, without the, uh, the weird shit, without the what the fuck, huh? You know, what the fuckisms that I do with Gygax's stuff, you know, and, and, and it's so nicely organized that you're not trying to figure out what the hell is he talking about? This thing on page 236 references something on, on five on page five and all these weird abbreviations and the glossary and it's, it's crazy, you know? And and so you're trying to figure it out as a kid. It's a nostalgia thing. You look at the 5e DMG, I'm sure it does a fine job. I read it, I have it. I, I, I've read it enough to know that I get nothing out of it, though. I mean, if you've been doing D&D as long as we all have, it covers what you needs to cover, but it's not teaching me anything, really. You know, I never even bring it to the table when I run games. It just, I, just, I don't need it, you know? For new DMs, good book. Well done, good organization, better than Gygax's. Anyway, that's all, man. Four is good. Bye-bye. Now I ain't no shrink, but I'm a bit worried that Joe's holding his emotions in. I mean, come on, Joe. Speak your mind. Don't hold back, mate. Hold on a minute. There's more here. I thought he said he was done. Hey, buddy, John Lawyer again. I guess this is number five for today for me. But I'm going through your uh, five E's all in a row here. So listen to your second one. Um, yeah, what he says is locked down. It makes a lot of sense. Um, it's a good way to say it. There's not much you can do, you know, within the confines of it. It does pretty much lock you into certain things, you know, certain ways of doing things. It's not wide open and shit. You know, like the older editions, BX and all that kind of stuff. So. Um, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And kudos, dude, for the uh, shout out to the lonely guys out there because I I keep reading about this. I uh, I'm a single guy, no family, no kids, and all that. So mine's a different story. But so many guys out there in the world, all over the place, are just fucking lonely. I mean, and depressed. the The lifespan of an of the average uh, a white dude has gone down for the first time in recorded history, basically, since the plague or something. You know. Um, Another, I can pull in Jackson here. Yeah, so basically it's, uh, it's, it's, it's sort of an expectation dudes our age had growing up that life would be a certain way, apparently, and it didn't turn out that way. I think you have a job and a pension and, you know, a house and kids and a wife and retire and this and that, and it's a shit show for many of us, and I see it all over the place. Divorce and stepkids and... Uh, no good jobs and pensions are gone and, and working shit jobs and, and not, you know, no good medical benefits and you just aren't doing the same thing as your father used to and you think you're a failure and then people get depressed and hate, hate their lives and drinking and doing drugs, especially opiates and painkillers and everything else. And uh, it's, it's sad. In fact, England has a minister in charge of loneliness from what I heard. I've been reading a lot about this. So uh, kudos to reach out to everybody, man. And that's true. Everyone, just reach out to people, guys. There's a lot of a lot of us out there, you know, you can bond with, and the 
I'm not talking about guys naked in the woods with drumming circles, but you know what I mean. Just talk. Open up. Take a chance. Unless, of course, you want to get naked with guys in the woods and do drumming circles. You know, whatever fucking floats your boat. <laughs> whatever gets you out of your shell, you know? Um, fucking do it. Whatever. But, you know, just, you got to reach out. Don't go down the fucking dark road. It's, it's uh, hard to get out of it, you know? And uh, diabetes, weight, death, drugs, everything. It's just bad, you know? Drinking or everything else. So, you know, get yourselves out of it. Reach out to people. Hop on Discord. Talk, you know? Just invite someone. Hey, you want to talk? Want to yak? And just talk. It helps. It helps a lot. Just have somebody to talk to your age who gets what's going on. And we're all sharing the same shit no matter where in the world we live. Um, you know, so it's, it's, a, it's a hot hot mess. So reach out to anybody. I'm always available too. Shit, like I said, I'm single, no family, no kids. So when I yak, let me hit me up. We can just do a, do a you know, nighttime yak. Just bullshit and hang out. All right, later. Hey, man. All right, this last one of the day. The Search of Third 5E podcast. Um, 5e to me is good enough D&D. It's vanilla D&D. It works. You know what I mean? It's not going to knock your socks off. It's not going to, you know, give you the feeling of the first time you ever played. Um, it, but it works. It's good enough. <laughs> That's the only way I could say it. Um, <clears throat> and also kudos to what Matt Jackson's there said, because I totally agree. When we were getting ready to run, uh, and playing Tim Short's game, him, he and I and Tim got together one night just to set prep and all that kind of shit. Talked for like four and a half freaking hours, you know. We just kept talking and talking. It was just good guy talk, you know. That's that's what's that's good about it, you know. And I uh, I wonder because with this texting and this new generation and gentrification and pansification and all the other bullshitification, I, I don't know. I think I think a lot of guys younger ones are missing out on some shit. You know, they're not going to know what they missed. It's too bad. Later. <laughs> Wait till Spike Pit finds how I got hold of his phone. Anyway, I better crack on and let you know a little bit about my opinion on Jackson and Gigasisms and all the uh what the what the fuckisms what Joe was talking about now. Hey, what's your game, Tom? Put the phone down. How many times have I told you? You don't interfere with my phone. Now put it... Sorry, mate, listen. I didn't mean nothing, but... Wait, no, no need to get nasty. Yo, buddy. Got a lawyer here. It occurs to me. I'm at some disreputable club with a lot of boobs flowing around, if you know what I mean. I could have, for nine fucking voicemails, I could have fucking did a whole goddamn podcast. Shit. It's like that old commercial. I could have had a V8, motherfucker. Anyway, take care, buddy. That'll be my last of the day. Have a good one. Right now, I just need to find out which one of these buttons I press to send it off out, out into the tinternet.